Welcome to Created to Reign, a podcast of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. I'm Cal Beisner, president of the Cornwall Alliance, and today's topic is lying with statistics about American electric energy sources. Back in 1954, journalist Daryl Huff published How to Lie with Statistics. The book exposed many different ways in which people use statistics, even true ones, to foist off falsehoods. While looking for data on trends in the numbers of operating coal and natural gas-fired power plants in the United States, I came across an interesting example of lying with statistics, this one promulgated by the U.S. Energy Information Agency, or EIA. In the July 6, 2022 release of its monthly preliminary monthly electric generator inventory, the EIA provided a graph of operable utility-scale generating units as of April 2022. Now, EIA was telling the truth with the graph, but at the same time, it was lying, or at least misleading the uninformed, because most readers won't know a crucial fact. Generating capacity and actual electricity generated, that is, capacity factor, are as different as night and day. In the case of solar, largely due to the difference between night and day. The average U.S. wind-generating facility actually generates only 35% of its capacity, and the average solar photovoltaic facility only about 16%, contrary to the EIA's claimed 28%, which has been ably critiqued. The average hydropower plant operates at 37.1%. Now, what does this mean? Well, the EIA represents electric generating facilities in the graph with circles sized to reflect generating capacity. But to make them more accurately representative of actual generation, the circles need to be adjusted in size. Every green circle in EIA's graph representing wind should shrink to just a little bit over one-third of its size. Every blue circle representing hydro to a good bit more above one-third of its size, and every yellow circle representing solar to just under one-sixth of its size. But the average coal-fired power plant operates at about 60% capacity in winter and summer, and somewhat less than 50% in fall and spring. Why the difference? Because they're taken offline when there's not enough demand for electricity, which happens more in the mild-weathered spring and fall than in winter and summer. Nonetheless, they can operate at well above 60% when needed. Wind and solar cannot. So let's figure that we reduce the size of each black circle in the graph representing coal by half, which is being ungenerous to coal, but very generous to wind and solar by comparison. The two types of natural gas-fired power plants, combined cycle and other, operate at average capacities of about 62 and 54 percent, though they too can, when needed, operate at much higher capacity. Again, being ungenerous to gas and generous to wind and solar by comparison, let's assume an average for gas of 58 percent, So we shrink the orange-brown circles representing gas to about three-fifths of its size. Nuclear plants, in contrast, 
operated about 93% of capacity all year round. So their circles stay almost unchanged at over nine-tenths of their size. We've published the EIA's graph on our blog, along with an adapted transcript of today's Created Terrain. Just go to cornwallalliance.org, click on the Blog tab, and scroll to July 14, 2022, and you'll find it. When you do, use your imagination to make those size adjustments, and you'll get a more accurate picture of the potential relative contributions of nuclear, gas, coal, wind, and solar to America's electric grid. It's no wonder that nuclear, despite the small number of its plants, provides about 19% of our electricity. Natural gas, about 38%, coal, about 22%, each of which with far more plants, and wind, hydro, and solar, about 9, 6, and less than 3%, respectively, though there are comparatively few hydro facilities and many, many wind and solar facilities. Thanks for listening. Please give us a rating and tell your friends about us.